Hello and welcome back to the Psychedelic Spotlight podcast. I'm your host, Swati Sharma, radio host, blogger, and media director at Psychedelic Spotlight. And joining me today is Away Spall. He is a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner and researcher using functional medicine, Ayurveda, biohacking, and entheogens in his practice. Uh, his company, Integrative Oasis, uh, helps heal individual suffering with gut-related health challenges, and he hopes to help restore their well-being through a more natural and holistic approach. So I really enjoyed this conversation with Waze. We touched on a few really awesome topics, um, such as how he had managed to heal himself completely um, through the use of Ayurveda and functional medicinal practices. And and uh, this experience kind of led him down this path to work with more holistic mo- modalities. We talked a little bit about how ancestral healing has the ability to influence um, an individual's uh, well-being overall and how his practice uses entheogens and biohacking and microdosing to cure physical ailments such as traumatic brain injury, which I thought was really, really great stuff. So I hope that you also enjoy this episode as much as I did. And if you want to learn more about Oasis, you can find him at integrativeoasis.com. Let's get into the episode. Hey, Oasis, how's it going? It's going good, Swati. Really good to be on here. Uh, Thank you for that warm introduction. Yeah, no problem at all. I'm so glad to have you here. I feel like um, something that we would love to touch more on on the platform is talking a little bit more about the natural ways of healing. I feel like there is a lot of focus on the medicinal aspects of psychedelics. It it can be a little bit clinical sometimes. (laughs) And um, I love that you kind of take it back to the roots. You take it a little bit more organic and, and kind of where it all started. So if you could talk a little bit about your journey into this space. Um, I, I read your story online and it's pretty incredible. I would love for you to share that with us. Yeah, absolutely. So my story actually begins more linear and clinical. You know, I was very scientific. Um, I always saw myself as someone that uh, was, um, you know, trying to incorporate biochemistry, neuroscience into my healing work and uh you wanted to use primarily that it was only a few years ago that I learned about my grandfather who was an Ayurvedic herbalist and my dad kind of soft introduced me to him only a few years ago um, once I made it clear that I'm you know interested in the healing arts and it was that framework that really shifted everything for me because my grandfather was living you know in a village um, away from a lot of technology but he was conducting research on herbs and plants. So that really opened my eyes to seeing um, the ways that we can, uh, you know, use ancestral knowledge and just the power of that ancestral knowledge. And they were collecting data, just like we're collecting data in science and the paradigms and frameworks that they use are different, you know? Um, So I like to integrate. That's a really important theme for me integrating the linear rational science with a lot of these other frameworks of, uh, you know, traditional herbalism, uh, these traditional modalities and philosophies are just so powerful. Mm -hmm. 
That's amazing. I think that that's awesome that you were able to kind of firsthand experience that um, for yourself. So I know that you had kind of gone through some challenges, some personal challenges that um, you you had to find a way to heal through. And uh, and I'd love for you to kind of like lay out that, a little bit of that if you'd like to share um, and how that kind of brought you to, to this space now. Yeah, absolutely. So I started having muscle spasms and joint pain uh, in 2010, 2011. Um, I was really young, just starting college. And I went to the doctors and they were like, you're fine, you're healthy, there's nothing wrong with you. But the pain was so physically intense. So that really started my journey into just understanding the healing arts. And I like to say that I kept going deeper and deeper. First, I um, I was in LA at the time, so I actually started working with a doctor that was part of a, you know, may he rest in peace, Kobe Bryant's team, medical team. So I got some really cutting edge therapies like uh, stem cell therapies in my joints and stuff like that. And um, so that's where I was really interested in that type of science and medicine. But as the years progressed, I just started getting more holistic and just seeing that the roots are deeper, that my pain in my shoulders is connected to my gut um, and my gut health. So, you know, after a few years, I really started studying microbiome medicine. I started going to conferences and then I went one layer deeper and using Ayurveda, looking at the somatic trauma that I experienced, you know, um, in some psychotherapy, we call it personal burden is the trauma you experienced as a child. So I had a lot of that uh, in Pakistan. And then um, we call it legacy burden, which is ancestral trauma. So just piecing together the personal and the legacy, I'm nowhere near a healed state yet, you know, but healing is a process and I'm continuing to embark. But once I started going really deep and connecting the exterior function um, with that internal somatic healing, that's when I saw the biggest transformations in my health, uh, my mental health, the clarity, um, the joy for life, you know, I restored so much through that. So that's kind of how I balance, um, everything. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so beautiful. It's kind of incredible that you were able to overcome um, such a challenge, you know, that is maybe integrated into a part of yourself and many of us um, that we don't even realize how profound those effects can be over time um, and how they can manifest into the physical symptoms, you know, um, especially with the the ancestral trauma and the challenges in that sense. So thank you for sharing that. That's really, you know, unbelievable that you were able to take natural functional medicines and find your way through this, you know, trial and error wise. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I would love to learn a little bit more about the modalities that you specifically use. So you speak a little bit about functional medicine. Um, So if you could maybe break down functional medicine for us a little bit, and uh, as well as Ayurveda, um, those healing techniques are very important um, to, you know, ancient Indian, Pakistani philosophies, and also a little bit about biohacking and maybe the entheogens as well. Yeah, perfect. I love that. Um, that's, that's the exact trifecta that I like to use. That's the triangle functional medicine, Ayurveda, plus um, entheogen slash biohacking. 
So to start with functional medicine, that's my core foundation. Functional medicine is about restoring function at the core. Um, you know, it's different from allopathic medicine in the mainstream model, which is about removing your symptoms. If you don't have a symptom, you're fine in allopathic medicine. That's not me trying to critique it. That's actually the definition of allopathy. Um, it means one away from crisis. So uh, functional medicine says, hey, let's do some lab work. Um, I use a lot of stool testing and then uh, just some general blood chemistry. And I am trying to see where your function is at. Someone can appear to be healthy on the outside, um, but they may not be at function. So it's not about removing symptoms. It's about the root cause of what is kind of going on. Um, and there's many root causes. They're always uh, you know, there's always some gut stuff. We just see that so often. My practice is very gut centric just because in the U.S., um, that's where I'm based. We've really destabilized agriculture and that's doing a real number on people's own microbiome. And then so restoring that is key. Where Ayurveda comes in is Ayurveda says everybody has a unique dosha constitution. We have to be very constitution appropriate. Um, and I think functional medicine can sometimes slightly miss that. You know, it's very nonspecific. So I really like to consider what is a person's constitution? Um, what are the elements that they're composed of? And how can we be mindful and specific to that? Because that influences not only what they should eat, that also tells me lifestyle, what lifestyle choices they're prone to be moving towards, but they may not be the best lifestyle choices for them. That's their elemental constitution. It's taking them somewhere, but we have to now pull them back and create balance. Ayurveda really is about balance, not just in body, but in body, mind, spirit. There's a huge component of chakra healing. You have these energetic points called the nadis. You have marma points. So it's that blend of the somatic with restoring function and bringing people to their own truth that I love Ayurveda for. I mean, Ayurveda is nothing in this modern world without the functional medicine piece. So that's really important. So then we kind of get to this. I found myself in this place where the emotional healing for myself and the clients that I work with um, we, I felt like we needed a little bit more than just the energetic practices that Ayurveda teaches us, some of those chakra healing modalities. Um, and the entheogens I found to be such powerful tools right at the start of the pandemic. My mind was really, um, I, I mean, I healed so much. I was in such a depressed state, just like many people were, and just using entheogens um, I found so much healing. And then I also started noticing that when clients that I'm working with, I'm giving them entheogens, um, they are experiencing healing that we can't really understand. Like their liver numbers are improving um, with psilocybin. We don't really know exactly what's happening there. I know that uh, psilocybin interacts with the bitter receptors throughout the digestive tract and bitter receptors stimulate gallbladder bioflow, which helps 
restore liver function over time, right? But we don't understand the whole scope of the picture. And then there's another piece, which is, um, you know, they help to heal the nervous system. And in Ayurveda and a lot of the Eastern philosophies, you know, Taoist, Buddhism, um, the nervous system is everything. So the entheogens, I think, are just so critical. I've seen them do things that we just cannot even explain, you know, um, like ibogaine will improve people's eyesight, you know, it'll improve uh, body fat composition. We don't really know how that's happening, <laughs> what is going on there, but it's doing it. And my kind of sci- just the scientific clues that I'm seeing are it's related to neurotransmitters influencing nervous system, which then allows your body's vital healing to take place. Um, because in the natural systems, we're vitalists, meaning the body has everything it needs to restore and heal itself. So kind of going back, I think that, you know, healing has is becoming more challenging today with the modern ecologies we live in. So I just find the combination of functional medicine, Ayurveda, and entheogens to be, you know, just the perfect way to restore balance in this toxic world. Wow. You laid that out so well for us. I think that's so incredible. You were able to find um, facets of each kind of healing modality that work and complement each other so effectively. You know, just taking a look at some of your work on your website and hearing uh, what some people have been able to overcome through these modalities is so impressive. And there's so little information out there about this, you know. Do you find it really difficult to um, to get this information to the public? Are you finding it hard to find and research on your own? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it is very uh, the I, I think of like just when I got interested in this about two years ago, this theme of um, entheogens and functional medicine um, and restoring some of these dysfunctions in the body and like chronic illness. I kept trying to find resources for it. But then I think what a lot of us are realizing in this psychedelic renaissance is that we, like, who better equipped than us, right? Maybe you felt that in the media landscape yourself. Um, like, who better equipped uh, than than myself? And, and I have, I know doctors that I always refer to that have been mentors and that are guiding me. Um, but the, some of the questions we're raising, they may not have been raised in the same exact ways before, or, you know, um, it may mean that we need to tap in and, uh, put our respect into that indigenous leadership that has been doing this work for so long. That's been, you know, using, uh, these entheogens as medicines for so long. So some of that information will come from that for me sometimes, you know, I know some indigenous elders in the um los angeles area so some of the eyesight things they they've been talking about for you know a millennia so i think um just finding the leadership where it exists in the world is great and then you know when the answers are not there you have to kind of just um take the leadership upon yourself um and uh, just see what we can make happen 
Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I'm so glad that you mentioned, uh, you know, learning from the indigenous ancestors, as well as, you know, kind of having this scientific model that we can take from, learn from. Um, you know, we don't want to discount that very important ancestral knowledge, of course. I think that there is just so much important information that has sustained humans for thousands of years. Um, and they were thriving in the way that they approached their healing and their day to day. So, you know, I think that there is much to be said to be learning from those very important lessons. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know that you mentioned a little bit about the entheogens and how they have had an impact on the body. Um, I would love to hear a little bit more about that in particular, how do these entheogens and herbal medicines kind of work together to, for example, cure somebody with TBI or traumatic brain injury? Is there something more going on here that we aren't really tapped into yet? Yeah, absolutely. So I have had clients that are veterans with TBIs um, that are going through a lot of the neurological issues. So I think this is just the the research area that needs a lot more focus. Um, It's getting a lot of focus, though. I I have to point that out. You know, definitely our hearts are very open to veterans um, and people that have experienced this type of trauma. And um, we are doing some great research in that area. So I think we'll find a lot out. But some of the stuff that I'm seeing in the literature is this theme of neurogenesis. Um, which is the generation of new neurons, and then synaptogenesis, which is the generation of new synapses. Um, and I'm finding that the combinations of entheogens with certain herbs and botanicals. So in the Ayurvedic tradition, like my grandpa used a lot of Bacopa Maneri um, and Gotu Kola, for example, just to name two herbs. The combination of those work really well. Obviously, you want really good sources. Something that I've always noticed is um, some of our sources from the East that have been like wild foraged tend to be significantly stronger than the stuff you can just order off Amazon. Um, So that's just something we need to explore more, especially when we're trying to treat a clinical uh, condition, you know, like TBI or something like that. So yeah, the combination of Bacopa, Gotukola, uh, with certain doses of psilocybin and then just certain other balance, doshic balancing herbs um, over a period of time will kind of restore so much cognitive function. Uh, we use simple cognitive tests to assess that, you know, um, some of those brain games and things like that. Qualitative tools, that's kind of the things that I have in my uh, at my disposal. I don't have an fMRI or MRI tech to kind of measure that just on in my own health practice. And I will see some really profound uh, changes, uh, some of the clients that I've worked with. And um, just in general, I would say the quality of life improves so much. Um, And a client that I had uh, in LA, he mentioned that he just mentioned that it was kind of like giving him a sort of hope that, you know, a lot of people use the example, like they see themselves as a tree. And then when they're doing entheogens, they can see the whole forest. And what he said was that the, when he started this, the botanicals plus the entheogens, he could kind of see 
the forest and there was so much hope in that forest for being better and that hope really helped him unlock things that uh you know he thought were not possible for him to restore function and you know some dyscalculia which is just like trouble um with math that people experience after tbis um improvements in dyscalculia that his doctor said were not possible so i think that this psychedelic renaissance is just harboring in on this very almost cliche notion that like anything really is possible you know um and western medicine has really defined like if you have uh, a tbi um if you have this brain trauma this is what's possible this is not possible neuroplasticity came in and kind of ruptured that to some degree but i think now psychedelics are kind of taking the baton in this in that neuroplasticity revolution and just saying let's continue to redefine because we can't i can't set a boundary of what's possible you know just from what i've seen um saying telling someone oh this you can achieve this much growth um no we you know we can restore so much more function than we ever thought and i think that's the most exciting thing about all this mhm wow that's so amazing i got goosebumps listening to that to be honest <laughs> it's just so unbelievable to hear you know what is happening in in this space at the moment and you know like we had mentioned this knowledge has been around for thousands of years you know this ancestral knowledge uh that is now being utilized in a more kind of westernized medicinal practice where we will see those benefits on a massive scale um very soon you know i feel and so uh it's it's something to be really excited about but i love that we're able to chat with people like you who are you know really working with the more functional aspects of these healing modalities and bringing that into the conversation i think it's so critical because sometimes we can get a little bit lost in all of this uh you know compound discussion <laughs> yeah, thank you. I really I really appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Um I would love to know kind of what is happening with you and Integrative Oasis. So, um how are things going with you with your practice? Where are things heading for you um that you can share with us a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, one of the things that I had to kind of reconcile was in this kind of western world that i exist in um everybody always tells you to niche down and you have to kind of focus on do one thing and be really good at it well you know the legacy that i come from the you know the medicine man legacy that like my grandfather was it's like well you're cult you're cultivating the medicines and you're providing some of the healing modalities the interventions yourself um and then you go back and you discover more medicines and then you go back and you you know you implement <laughs> you know and then that they both relate to each other and it's like that gives you so much more scope to be in those dimensions so i love love uh the healing work i love working with people one on one helping people restore function back into their lives to spend time with their families and their loved ones So that's super important for me um to incorporate everything that I that we've talked about to kind of get people to that place and then in addition to that I am really really passionate about um the research space helping kind of companies 
um, make these new products and kind of formulate these cutting edge, uh, cutting edge things. So I have consulted a few companies in the space uh, doing these this research project so far. And um, I am currently considering spending some time in Mexico um, where we can work with psilocybin with people, you know, directly in a more, you know, less regulated setting um, with all the proper medical support. So I'm in conversation um, with someone, uh, a group called the Miguel Project down there. So, you know, just to see where we can take the both the products and the uh, protocols um, to work with people directly, um, you know, in that less regulated environment where we're more free to do things. So that's kind of, I think a lot of people are looking at Latin America for that. Um, so, so those are some of the things I'm involved in. I think like at this renaissance is kind of expanding. It's very exciting. We kind of don't know. We know where we're going. We have projects we're involved in, but we're all open because we don't really know what's going to happen tomorrow. What's going to, who we're going to meet at these conferences, who's doing similar work. Um, so I'm very open-minded. I'm very blessed just to be a part of this, um, this movement. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You sound very busy and there's a lot kind of to expect on your end. Um, really appreciate you kind of pushing this whole cause forward, especially with your kind of research consulting and, and that work, because I think that that is so essential right now, too, for companies to really understand, you know, how can we uh, maybe create formulations that aren't um uh, I guess the typical kind of medicinal route, what can we do from, from nature? What can we do with mushrooms? You know, I think that that is a big conversation that is being had right now because people are, are kind of tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> exactly. And it's like, I think what you said is, you know, re- seeing what nature has to offer instead of like a, you know, a pill and um, you know, the problem I think some people are having, especially a lot of the indigenous communities uh, that I'm speaking with is like some of the, some of this, uh, this movement is like, let's see how we can get the mushroom into a pill, you know, a standardized pill (laughs) (laughs) and kind of remove the whole question of nature and all the other elements of healing out of it. Yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting. Um, you know, I guess the notion of plants having spirits and, uh, you know, creating a pill that provides those physical, maybe psychological benefits, but where are the spirit, spiritual benefits? Are we still going to experience that? I think that that is a very interesting conversation we're going to be having, um, in the next little while. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Awesome. Um, well, if everybody wants to kind of check out some more of your work, they want to learn about integrative oasis, Ayurvedic medicine, functional medicine, uh, where can they find you online? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm not super active on Instagram, but I should be more active. Um, my handle is just uh, my practice, integrative oasis, um, in integrative oasis uh, with, you know, nothing, no apostrophes, no dashes. That's my handle on Instagram. And then uh, my website is integrativeoasis.com. If someone wants to book time with me, I do uh, free consults. Um, And, uh, you know, the free initial consult just to see what you're going through, if we're even the right fit. Um, So, yeah, people can book directly with me, time with me on my website and just read more about my practice and what I'm doing, integrativeoasis.com. 
Amazing. Well, thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today, Ways. I really enjoyed uh, hashing out some of these ideas and chatting with you. And I uh, can't wait to hear some more from what's going on with you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Swati. It's been a real pleasure. I feel honored to be on um, the Psychedelic Spotlight podcast. And um, yeah, we'll see more to come. Global Track Solutions, Inc. and Psychedelic Spotlight does not in any way encourage or condone the use, purchase, sale, or transfer of any illegal substances, nor do we encourage or condone partaking in any unlawful activities. We support a harm reduction approach for the purpose of education and promoting individual and public safety. If you are choosing to use psychedelic substances, please do so responsibly. The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the Psychedelic Spotlight podcast are those of their own and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Psychedelic Spotlight and Global Track Solutions, Inc.